Welcome back to the Talking Chop podcast brought to you by the folks over at Chief of Staff KC. This week we're joined by a very good friend, Matt Basinger, CEO and founder of Swell Spark. Yep. Uh, Matt, we're so excited. I know you're familiar with this studio. <laughs> I'm, I'm usually on, that's that's the better side, but I think the left side of my face is slightly more attractive than right side. So I'm, I'm honored to be on this side there today. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, glad to have you here. Um, this week we'll cover Matt's career story and entrepreneurial journey as well as his uh, passion for supporting small businesses here in Kansas City, um, as well as our Week 11 preview uh, against the Raiders in our fantasy picks for the week. Uh, but first, we're bringing you our positions of the week, brought to you by Chief of Staff Kansas City, your local trusted talent scouts. Uh, we're recruiting firm based in Brookside, and we'll bring you the best accounting, finance, admin and marketing, HR, ops, and sales talent Kansas City has to offer. Lucas, what do you got for us this week? So I got a really exciting one. We're getting away from the controllers that I've been talking about week in and week out. Um, accounts payable specialist. So a uh, good entry-level accounting position if you've had some internships or you're, you know, you're two years out of college. Unfortunately, if you're pretty green still, it wouldn't be the best. So at least two years of experience up to roughly five um, of high-volume construction-paced um, or construction-style invoicing experience would be a great fit with this company you know, you're really going to have next level benefits. They joke around and they say, you play your cards right between the 401k, um, you know, your annual increase in compensation as well as some of the bonuses and incentives, you can retire a millionaire. And so I know a few people in there that right, have go. taken advantage of that. So it's a great place to start, great company to provide some vertical growth for any entry level accounts payable specialists out there. Okay. Um, and on my end, um, I have an install project manager. I kind of touched on it last week, um, kind of changed up the job description a little bit, but Really just looking for someone that's got uh, experience leading crews um, on site, uh, installing or implementing new um, production line technology and equipment. Um, kind of a niche position, but it's going to be a very big one for this company's growth. Uh, really just got to be able to keep the team on time, be that client liaison uh, representing you know our client and then uh, you know kind of managing the subcontractors as well. So if that sounds of interest, reach out. Um, that's going to be located in Olathe. A lot of travel involved, but it uh, could be pretty cool for the right person. So uh, those are your positions of the week brought to you by Chief of Staff. Um, yeah, what's your take it, Lucas? All right, Matt. So we're going to talk some shop first. We'll talk some chop here in a little bit. Um, but we'll start out really, you know, thank you first and foremost for sitting down with us today and, and doing this with us. We're really excited to have you. You know, Emerson's told me a bit about, you know, your career story a little bit and how you've transitioned from, I believe, education and then started mm -hmm. your own businesses, <coughs> right? Multiple here. So would you mind giving the folks at home a little insight to that career story? Yeah, I, I call myself an accidental business person pretty often. Uh, so I started as a high school guidance counselor. Even a step back before then, I used to work for the University of Kansas in student athlete development. And so okay. I was working with first generation college students uh, who were coming in, making sure that they had the skills that were needed sometimes that weren't taught at home um, and just being good function, the student side of athletics, right? Sure. Um, but I, I had the opportunity to take a job at St. James Academy in Lenexa as a director of college guidance, kind of there as they were getting started. Um, but man, I had summers off and I didn't know what to do with summers off. Yeah. Um, my wife was a teacher and, and so I did what I'd, I'd just keep my hands busy, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I started a film company. Okay. Uh, and so weddings and events, this was back in 2010. Um, but what I really found was I loved small business. Uh, my mom was a small business person, right? She always called me an entrepreneur. I didn't know what that word meant. Mm -hmm. um, but man, it's a lot of fun. 
and so, yeah, started a company called Basinger Films. From there, started something called the Mass Street Soda, which became KC Soda down in River Market. Um, ended up selling both of those. We started Breakout KC in 2015. Yeah. Uh, honestly, thinking it was going to be like a side job, weekend only thing. Yeah. Um, and we're very fortunate to have it have that business explode. Grew sure. it to six locations, uh, and then really found our niche in this idea of gathering people for shared experiences, right? Like doing something that's worth talking about over dinner. And so in 2017, we launched Blade and Timber. Um, we have we have now grown that to six locations as well. Hopefully have more in the pipeline. And then um, up and coming, we have Sinker's Lounge, which is going to be an indoor upscale mini golf bar. Yeah, uh, and I'm it's going to be a blast. Cool. But um, so man, like the, the short of the long is we've just found, I really love doing stuff. And I know that sounds kind of like silly and maybe oversimplified, but I think it's the heart of friendship, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, and so that's been the last six years. It's been, it's been a whirlwind. Um, there's, uh, and, and, you know, I've had the opportunity through this to travel all over the country. There's no better place to do it than Kansas city. Really? Um, and so it's been, it's been fun to really dive in and pour into the Kansas city, small business, entrepreneurial community as well. I love I love hearing these backgrounds come from like the education world to getting into the business world. We had Jared Keneally on, but you know, between your guys' stories, any teachers out there, right, or, or counselors, don't give up. You can do it. Yeah, and uh, it's funny that you said that you originally started you know, Breakout KC and mm -hmm. all those as kind of like a side project that kind of took on a, a life of its own. And you start to hear there are a lot of entrepreneurs out there that you know start something on the side and downturn. Yeah. Uh, downtimes like this sometimes mm -hmm. um, that you know it kind of takes on a life of its own and becomes their their full-time gig but um, outside of that I'm also always you know fascinated to talk to, success, to successful entrepreneurs about really like their passions and reasons for taking that risk taking that leap to start something new um, so what really were the biggest factors in you starting something yeah risk is a funny word right uh, and I think that was I love talking about risk because a lot of people say like why did you you know when we start started a soda shop they're like you're what like you know those all went out of business in the 70s right and it's like yeah yeah we're we're gonna do different but i think really quantifying what's the worst that could happen right. and i think we oftentimes think of like chris farley in a van down by the river you know and it's like no the reality is the worst that would have happened to me was i'd have been out a little bit of money and a lot of time and um, but it was nothing that was that i couldn't recover from and so you have your first taste of success and you're like okay it kind of starts to open up mm -hmm. just the the myriad possibilities right and I was talking with a friend recently, and he's like, isn't it funny that at the end of the day, all of us get to do whatever we want to, yeah. right? Like, we're, we have first world problems is really what it, what it amounts to. But, like, we live in this culture where, man, if you want to go do this thing, if you want to go across the country, over the, across the world, like, you are the only person stopping you. M more often than not. There's nuances, whatnot. But, um, man, I just, think, uh, I just think we can do cool stuff. Um, and so again, we found our niche within that. I found my niche. It kind of, it gives me great joy and delight to as dumb as it is. Like, dude, I'll sit up at night reading TripAdvisor reviews of people who are like, it was the best birthday I've ever had. And I'm like, I did that. You know, like yeah. Yeah. we got to play a part of that. Experiences, so, yeah. 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 Um, so it, and it's not unlike, you know, one of the reasons that I love sports, uh, it's funny cause like, we'll talk about this more i'm hoping later right but like i love the experience of of the event of the game like right. i grew up i didn't grow up in kansas city area um I, I went to ku though and like the first time you see allen Fieldhouse, you're just like i get it now yeah. you know and i grew up going to university of colorado basketball games and they were amazing but it did it's not it's nothing <laughs> like the fog and so you the first time you step in you're like okay like this is special um sure and uh, so, and I think that's the beauty of sports is they're this great gathering ground. They're this great 
thing to bring people together and create mm-hmm. an amazing shared experience and mm-hmm. um it's it's good stuff well, i miss so. arrow had so much i know oh, i know it's insane hopefully we'll be back there sooner than later we'll keep yeah. our hopes up and i'm gonna take this question you can yeah, of um, course. Go for so, it. So, uh, yeah, I was talking to you just a bit earlier. Um, we had Lucas asking this question, but since we were talking about it, I wanted to kind of um, double down on it. But, um, you know, you're pretty involved and plugged into the entrepreneurial community here, um, kind of being an advocate for small business in Kansas City. Again, I saw your LinkedIn post today about um, getting those smart thermostats. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, for all your locations and wanting to support local, so going to a local retail store to do so. Uh, yeah, it might have taken you a couple extra days. It might have cost a few extra dollars in the long run versus buying it from Amazon. But again, it's your commitment to supporting local, supporting Kansas City. So, um, you know, what are you seeing right now during COVID in the entrepreneurial community? Um, and how can we just as general Kansas City consumers, you know, do our best to do, you know, follow in your footsteps and support local? And, and whether it's support local, I think really it's like, how do we, this is going to sound stupid and like probably too salesy or whatever. It's like, how do you live life on purpose, you know? Yeah. And like um, it's really easy so much of the things that we buy or the things that we do, it's like the path of, of least, you know, it's, it's the, it's the easiest path. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh crap, I didn't get a gift. I'm gonna buy it online and have it shipped there. The reality is, is we have amazing business folks in Kansas City. We have amazing shops. We have amazing restaurants. Um, and and we're in a really crappy situation. We're in the middle of a pandemic that we've not seen in a hundred years. And so I think asking that question of like, man, like just stepping out of reality for a second, be like, okay, I want, I, I, I care for what these folks have done for the city. I want to support them. How can I actually do that? Yeah. And it, it feels silly to say like, what is your gifting plan, right? For the holiday, like yeah. there's, there's probably all sorts of consumer capitalistic other podcasts we could talk about, that <laughs> on. but, but it just, it, it may take a little bit of effort, but yeah. I, I think if any of the Kansas city business folks are, are like us and I know they are like, we will bend over backwards to make this a good experience for folks in the midst of what's going on. Um, And so, yeah, I think once you, once you realize the impact that having those sales go local have comparatively to, uh, to go into, to something else, it's like, well, why would, why wouldn't I, you know? Um, And so that we've been, we've been pushing it and it's been a big wake up call, wake up call for us too, uh, just because of COVID to say, okay, like we rely on people. Right. Like if, if we don't have folks show up, we're not going to make it. Um, and to, to realize, like, if I'm in that position, so many other people are as well. We've been very successful. We've been very fortunate. Um, and so if we as a company that has done well over the last five years are feeling the, the sting this badly, so is everyone else. Right. You know, and so anything that I can do to help point folks back to our local economies um, on a macro and micro level, I'm, I'm going to do my best to do it. No, that's great. Um, you know, Emerson kind of talked a little bit about your willingness to meet with and help young people. Um, you know, why do you think it's important to help the younger generation and who and, and, and maybe who were some of those big mentors in your life kind of as you were growing up? Yeah, y'all are the future. Uh, I mean, you're not that much younger than me, right? But <laughs> there's this crazy stat when I was a high school guidance counselor, and they said that our parents' generation from the time they entered the workforce till the time they graduate graduate, retire, (laughs) has between seven to 11 jobs, right? Um, And they're saying for our generation, your generation, that that number is going to be between 30 to 40. And um, 
And I believe it, right? Because I'm 35 and I've, I've been a high school guidance counselor. I've worked in athletics. I worked for the NCAA. I worked at KU. I've yeah. been an axe throwing coach. Like I, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm true. statistically speaking, and, and I think many people are as well. And we're just in a world that changes a lot. And I think, um, like I have a very bright, shiny business. We're very much in the public eye. Like we're very, when you hear about axe throwing, you don't often forget about it. There's a lot of <laughs> businesses that aren't maybe quite as, uh, that's the reason that I get a lot of attention that I don't actually deserve. Right. Um, so if I can help call it inspire or tell people about my story of, of why or how we've had a little bit of success, but it always comes back to a couple of really simple truths. It's the relationships you build along the way, right? Mm -hmm. Like we exist because of the relationships and because the people have supported us. Um, and then, you know, learning from your mistakes, but in order to have those, you have to make them in the first place. Right. right. And uh, maybe that's bad advice, but I think it's, I think it's accurate. Yeah, live well. um, Fall forward. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and do it quickly. But you know, so Trey Vidoc is uh, actually was his daughter's high school guidance counselor. Um, and then he's become kind of a mentor. He's with SKC communications in the business nice. community. Okay. Um, uh, we all know Scott Havens, who's just like the connector of all connectors. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, there, there are incredible people, my old boss, Andy Talicki, um, while he's in education, right. Just the value, uh, of, of relationships. And he's with a comp a group that has to raise money because it's a, it's a private school. Right. And so they're based off of donor funding and sure. for him to, to have built those connections and just know so many people who care about, about making Kansas city better. Cause that's what it all comes to. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, we have a, again, we have a special place in Kansas city. So, um, if I can be, you know, uh, at, like Maddie Carr, who works with me, called me her mentor once and I was like, Oh my, <laughs> I was so touched, you know? Um, and if I can be that for folks and, and help show the hope that, uh, that you can live, um, you know, a lifestyle that, that makes you really happy, then, mm -hmm. uh, gosh, if that, if that's 30 minutes of my time once a week, then why not? That's awesome, know? man. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, speaking of Maddie, I mean, she's recently become one of my best friends, um, you know, and I think you, you might have been the one that introduced us originally, so I appreciate that, but I was actually talking to her recently, um, y'all had opened up a new spot in Nashville, Yep. Uh, and I'm a Vandy guy, so obviously that hits home, so I just kind of <laughs> wanted to ask you what the, uh, I guess, what the mentality was going to that new market. And why you saw that as an opportunity. Yeah, we've, I mean, we expanded during COVID, which it was not, we wanted to grow this year, you know, and, and we were pretty um, intentional about doing that. We actually had looked at signing a lease all the way back in March, like March 7th, we had an LOI wow. to do this, to do this thing. Wild. Everything changed. Um, but we, uh, I, I really think something that we've done well is take advantage of opportunities as they come our way. And so we had this incredible opportunity to take a space that was in the neighborhood that we wanted to be in that kind of, um, was the, I mean, right part of Nashville, right area. And that's a Where market we've, um, so it's in Wedgwood Houston, okay. right? So, yeah. I mean, just outside of downtown, yep. um, you're going to hit it if you're driving up from Franklin before you get to downtown so yep. we can capture that community as well. And, nice. but you know, part of our big, um, there's a lot of folks who they look at, uh, escape rooms or axe throwing. They say like, Matt, this is a two year thing. This is a three year thing. And, and our belief is that it's much longer than that. But in the midst of that, what we're really after is capturing markets. Um, cause I know that if I open a location in Nashville of this concept, it's going to be a lot easier for me to open my next concept there as well of because of the relationships that you'll develop along yeah, the way. Smart. And, um, so, so we've wanted to be in Nashville for that very purpose. I love that city. Um, right there with you. it's like uh, not as cool version of Kansas city kind of, you know, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, it's great. They, you know, they have, they have the, the spicy chicken, hot chicken, whatever, which oh, yeah. is like, uh, I mean, dude, yeah, we're down the street from one of them. Um, 
but uh, you know, it, it's somewhat risky thing to grow at this time, but the, the metaphorical stars align too much to say no. And so, and, and we've been really pleased with being down there yeah. as well. And we, we've been really building some momentum there too. And so I think in coming out of COVID, the fact that we'll come out with more locations we had going in um, should help really propel us, you know, yeah. once we get to a, a better version of this life that we're all living right now. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Yeah. You want to wrap them up? Of course. Sure. So every week I'm you probably have heard it was, it we figured out with Scott that it wasn't actually his, I think it was Joel. It yeah. was Joel Goldberg who created it. So maybe you've heard it, maybe you have not. We've kind of transitioned it over to the football element a little bit. But every week we ask guests for a recent first down, sack, and Hail Mary. Yep. So first down would be something that you've had a small bit of success that maybe led to sequential success. Yeah. Sack would be a recent setback lately. It doesn't have to be detrimental you know, in the long run, but it's something they had to overcome. And then the Hail Mary, a big lofty goal. It could have been something to do with this year, even next year with 2021. But you want to start with the first down. Yeah, man. First down. And this was the LinkedIn post that you kind of referred to. But one of the things that we've done in COVID is just audit our company. Like just an internal audit of what we're doing. We we grew so fast. We grew from two employees to 240 employees in four years, right? And when you're growing at that speed, you don't often have time to even look around. You're just looking forward. And so recently Mm -hmm. we made two pretty big changes. One, we just audited our phone lines, found that we're going to save $30,000 over two years. That's great. And then we put in smart thermostats, which should also save us potentially even more than that. Wow. And it was such a small, silly change. We're just like this. And you look at the numbers like, okay, like why wouldn't? Yeah. And, but what it's done is it's like kind of triggered this, like, like what else is there? You know, yeah. like we're, we're like, we're like looking around. We're like, are, are you using that pencil? Should we sell the pencil? You know, like <laughs> every, it's kind of this purging of like, what is, what's the stuff we don't need anymore? Yeah. Um, and it's so like a first down on a game winning drive. Yeah, or something dude. Like I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty so epic. It's been fantastic. Sack, right? The elephant in the room. I mean, we, we got sacked like a 48 yard loss uh, as far as COVID. Like mm-hmm. my industry got drilled by COVID. <sighs> Um, and so our sales are, you know, we're, we're sitting right around 45, 50% of what we would normally expect right now. Fortunately, we can sustain that for quite some time, but, um, I'm sad for not Kansas city even necessarily, but like there are so many jobs and so many businesses that have been closed that will not be reopening. Um, and so that's, I think that's been a big sack for, for small business in general, which is obviously my heart's turned towards that quite a bit recently. Um, and then a Hail Mary, I mean, we, we're coming off probably the best Hail Mary of this season for sure, right? Yeah. Not, not a Chiefs game, obviously, <laughs> bye week. Um, Shout out, Kyler. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, Nashville was kind of that, right? Like yeah. Nashville was this, like we had, we had two and a half days to get that deal done or it wasn't going to happen, mm-hmm. right? And the way that this, it was, so it was our first acquisition. We actually bought another axe throwing group and then rebranded as Blade and Timber. Okay. Um, awesome. But this yeah. whole situation came about on August 28th. And it had to be finalized by September 1st or it wasn't going to happen. And so it was a couple like, should we? Yeah. And then you're just looking for reasons for it to not work. Right. Mm-hmm. And but like everything, green lights everywhere. Right. And so I was like, OK, let's let's do this. And um, and, I, and I think it's been a successful thing for us. So. Ah, that's incredible. Yeah. Good to hear, man. Yeah. Um, well, I appreciate you sharing that with us and, uh, you know, just your insight into the entrepreneurial community. Sure. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I always love talking to you because I'm always so motivated every time I get a chance to talk to you. So appreciate, appreciate that, man. Yep. Uh, but time to chop it up, Matt. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Uh, so the Chiefs are off to a hell of a start to the season. You've been joking about coming on as the guy during the bye week. Uh, <laughs> but uh, what's uh, what's, your been opinion, or what's your opinion been of the Chiefs so far this year? 
So I, I gotta I gotta set some context for a minute, right? All I'm right. from I'm from Boulder, Colorado. Yeah. Uh, I grew up I grew up I know, right? Like <laughs> I grew up a Broncos fan. Yeah. Uh, and and it I just love talking about sports in general. Obviously, talking about the specifics and the granular elements, but like what sports represent for a city or a culture and whatnot. But I was very fortunate. My college roommate Daryl Stuckey um, went on to play for the Chargers. And so cool. you grow up a Broncos fan and then all of a sudden one of your best friends goes to play for the Chargers. And all my head is just like, who, who do I cheer for? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, like my, my past tells me that I need to cheer for the Broncos, but like I literally went to a Broncos Chargers game in San Diego to go watch Daryl. And I was like, I can't cheer for the Broncos here. Yeah. Like I got to cheer for Daryl. Yeah. And like genuinely, I just like, I just want Daryl's team to win. Mm-hmm. And so that was like the first chink of the armor of, of maybe not being a Broncos fan. Um, I've been in Kansas City now for 20 years. Uh, yeah. And so and I have, I have another buddy who played for KU uh, football, and he's from Colorado originally. And we've been talking the last couple of years because we both kind of felt this tug to become Chiefs fans. Yeah, I love it. But we're like, we're being very methodical about it. Sure. Like, like, should we come out and tell our parents that we're, you know, like, and I say that kind of jokingly, but, um, man, it's a big thing when yes. like your, your family culture is like Broncos all yeah. the way. Um, and, but the reality is, is I, I catch myself watching Chiefs games, yep. you know? Um, and so I, I, last year I bought my first Chiefs shirt mm-hmm. and I wore it and I, I was like, I'm going to tomahawk chop at a game. I'm just going to see how it feels, you know? <laughs> um, and so I, I think the reality is, is I'm a Chiefs fan. I just, I, I can't tell my dad yet. Yeah. You um, are a true product right. of your yeah. environment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but going back to my whole business and like what I stand for, right. It's like, I'm about gathering people for shared experiences. And the reality is there's yeah. not a Broncos fans here. And so I don't get to share that with folks anymore. Sure. Whereas it's really, really fun to celebrate the local team. Um, yeah. And obviously, I mean, I'm fully on the bandwagon because it's been a great time to celebrate the local team yeah. as well. But, but knowing folks, you know, in the industry, I suppose, has been kind of eye-opening because like Daryl didn't know where he was going. You know, it's just like, I'm going to be a fan of wherever you end up, I guess. Sure. You know? Um, and so I, I both loved and hated that it was division rival, but yeah. he's at, he's retired. Right. Huh? And so I, I can, I can hate the chargers all over again. I still hate the Raiders like yeah. that never changed. So we're, we're good there, you know, and, so we can bond and, over and, then, and then I can <laughs> cheer for the chiefs. Like, and then there's two games a year where I'm kind of like, oh, like I just need to go on a walk or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, we've beat you 10 straight times now, so I, I don't know. If Fair. Yeah. <laughs> ten, ten, 10 long walks. Yep. No, that, absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into fantasy real quick. You had a, you had a funny story about um, your kind of fantasy career um, starting off. Uh, on paper, yeah, not, not necessarily translating. Uh, I became very bad at fantasy once I had my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense, you know. Yeah. And like, and then I tried to like have too many fantasy football teams, and then mm-hmm. I, I just it broke my it broke me. How many did you get um, into? Three was yeah. my max, right? Yeah, and so, um, but at the start of this season, my uncle uh, texted like our group fantasy thread, and he's like talking about apparently like my brother, my dad, uncle. You know, they've always been like the top four or five every year. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I had become the easy win, like oh, of yeah. our whole family thread. And I was like, kind of put some fire under my belly yeah. this year, right? So, yeah. so I was like, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to be good at fantasy this year. So I'm yep. currently, I'm, I'm tied for second. Okay, let's go. Uh, yep. Go. And so, and, and I've been paying attention, which uh -huh. has been pretty exciting. And, yeah. and really my favorite part is just trash talking as often as of I possibly course. can. That's the best. It's right? all it's about. Um, <laughs> no better way to like stay in tune with your friends from across the country than yep. playing fantasy. Right. You know, ser like seriously yeah. though, it's I mean, right now it's such a great like jumping off point to have conversation too. And right. so mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and it's also fun to be at least not terrible at it. So right. it, your for team it. God, dude. So I, I, it's been weird because right now I have four Tampa Bay players. Um, okay. I started wow. out, I had Dak and I had Zeke. Right. Oh, okay. And so as soon as Dak goes out, Zeke, he hasn't been great. Right. Cause you can isolate them. And, mm -hmm. um, so I've had to make adjustments. Like I picked yeah. up Tom Brady, who's mm -hmm. my least favorite football player in the history of humanity for Agreed. all of the right reasons. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and then I ended up picking up Gronk. And so, like, right now I'm living and dying by the Bucks. We got, like, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Tom Jones. You know, see, I'd have to – see, I'm not quite there yet. Okay. There's Jones. I have him. Okay. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And then uh, and I feel like I have someone else. I couldn't tell you it was. Uh, we're getting there. I brought notes, right? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm trying to prepare, prepare for this conversation. <laughs> but, dude, I, like, honestly, it's been fun. Nice. Uh, nice. Um, well, you want to go with your starts and sits, and I'll talk about waiver, and we'll jump into the – yeah, They're so raised. I try to, like, focus on, like, fringe players, right? Like, if you sure. um, are just, like, between two people and you're like, oh, I don't know, this person might go off against this team, this person might go off against here, and, and everybody's going to start the Tyreeks of the world or the Pat Mahomes of the world and things of that nature. So, Kalen Balaj, um, you know, Justin Jackson uh, went out on IR. This is, a, this is yeah. a Chargers, correct? Um, and it was, like, a two-headed dragon there with – Jackson and Joshua Kelly. And so I'm on a honey, uh, running back hungry team or needy team because I drafted Christian McCaffrey and he has been a bust, unfortunately. Yeah. But I've salvaged it. I'm, I'm still tied for third uh, right now and I will be making the playoffs. But what I had to do is I picked up Balaj. I sat him on the bench last week. He's put together two 15 plus point performances, uh, being the backup to kind of Kelly, but he's their pass catcher. So start Kalen Balaj if you grabbed him off your waiver wire. If not, uh, or you, and he was on your bench and you were curious about him, get him in there. Yeah. Um, and then. Marvin Jones Jr. has really stepped up in place of Kenny Galladay being out for the Detroit Lions. He is coming back, and I'm going to ride or die Marvin Jones because when Kenny Galladay comes back, he takes more looks from the defense, his direction. He's their true number one. Marvin Jones is really stepping into that wide receiver two spot. So I'm going to start him this week again. Um, and then sit Le'Veon Bell, man. If you grabbed him off the waiver wire, I'm sorry, Chiefs fans. I'm sorry he's just not turning out to be the fantasy player we thought he could be. Um, you know, still got a lot, a lot of time left. Yes, we'll agreed. But for this week, it's starting to come, you know, down to the wire here. It's the witching hours. Uh, Scott Hansen <laughs> would, yeah, as Scott Hansen would say. So you know, put him on the bench. Start someone a little bit more trusty, uh, or trustworthy, should I say, uh, this week. But those are my starts and sits. Cool. Uh, and I got a couple waiver ads just uh, in case you need some running backs or receivers. Um, Cordero Patterson, if you guys watched, was that Monday night or Sunday night? Uh, they played the Vikings. Uh, last night, uh, yeah. yeah. So he was all over the field. Um, yeah, they uh, they've been moving him to their like first down back now, and so he's getting a lot of looks. So if he's still available, I'd pick him up. He's hybrid running back receiver. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure what they classify him as anymore, but if you could start him as a wide receiver with him getting all those touches, it's a good play. Uh, mm -hmm. Carlos Hyde as well uh, is coming back from injury. He's beaten Chris Carson back on the Seattle Seahawks, um, so he should be primed to start on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, and then Marquez Valdez-Scantling, uh, that is a hell of a name. MVS we'll go with. Uh, receiver from the Packers coming back from injury. Had a pretty good game uh, last week. 
And uh, if he's still on waiver wires, pick him up because uh, he's now Aaron Rodgers. I think second target behind Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. So. Thank you for letting me know about Hyde because I have Carson as well in the McCaffrey yeah. League. So yeah. I've been playing manager, and I'll definitely make sure to get Hyde in there. There you go. Um, yeah, well, uh, week 11 coming up, our shared hatred for the Raiders runs mm. through uh, the Raiders. The Raiders. But, uh, yeah, we actually go, get to go see their shiny new stadium, uh, their new Death Star-looking stadium mm-hmm. um, for the first time. So that'll be pretty fun to play them in Vegas. Do a couple laps around it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the goal. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, that's our uh, bulletin board material this week. Oh, yeah. ESPN um, was talking about it this morning. Yeah. Everybody yeah, knows can, now. Nothing really, like, irritates Andy. It's it's really hard to get under his skin, but you can tell yes. he's kind of pissed off. Yes. Press conference. That's not our style. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, what are your, uh, I guess, the first thoughts for the game this week? Uh, I hope we win 100 to zero, just because yes. that that feels like the best thing to do. Mm-hmm. This was actually we we were hoping to go to the to the stadium this year, right? Oh, uh, all this all this stuff mm-hmm. before it happened, but it's a big game. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think if you would ask people before the season is is a week what week ten week eleven game Chiefs at, at Raiders going to be a big deal? And the answer the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we're going to beat the tar out of them. Yeah, it's just that's just how it's going to go. I agree. Uh, I think it was like it was their like Super Bowl coming into Arrowhead yeah. to beat us like uh, the statement game for they sure. They wanted it more. Yeah, for sure. They did. Um, we didn't look good. It's uh, I was I was looking up. So again, I'm on this text thread with with family members, but and we're not we're not quite there yet. But Pat Mahomes, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's about to hit his 1500 pass attempts, which is a big number because he, then you're actually in the stat books. He's going to enter in with a quarterback rating somewhere in the range of 110 to 112. You know who's number two all time? Who's that? It's Aaron Rodgers at 103. Oh, so he's gonna come in. He's gonna come in seven. I love seven, that stat. Yeah, seven no. to nine <laughs> points higher than anyone else in NFL history. As soon That's as he nuts. enters at 1500, so I believe in Pat. You know, and I, and I would imagine he's got a little chip on his shoulder from from losing the Raiders earlier today. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, so I'll just dive into my keys to victory real quick, and then we'll kind of wrap up any other mm-hmm. thoughts that we have. You know. I love going against Derek Carr because in the past we've made him cry a little bit, <laughs> just just a tad. And and no offense to well maybe there's offense behind it I don't know but his brother I, I get tired of hearing his brother David, Carr, David yeah. Carr talk on ESPN about defending his brother and whatnot. So uh, key to victory number one put Derek Carr in the dirt. You know <laughs> I love I love the fact that we can start up front, start mean, start aggressive early, and that will get to Derek and it will break him as we've seen in the past so incite that pressure early and often would be point number one um point number two for keys to victory maintain coverage integrity so the first game we played them we let some big plays get behind us and that's kind of unlike our bend don't break type of defense that we've had in the past so eliminate those big plays and just respect our opponent you know don't look past them maybe we were the first time i don't know i mean they have a solid club but um we'll really just have to to limit that so and then lastly Eliminate all the distractions. So it's fun to talk about, um, you know, the bus and the victory laps, and and we'll get to that in due time. Let's take care of business first, right? So um, look past the rivalry, look past the victory lap, look past all that. Maybe don't let that get in in their head. I think if we maintain uh, who we are, um, it's just another game. So we'll get out there and take care of business. Then we can start talking at the end, right? But I know we'll be doing it. I was looking forward to uh, getting healthy again, uh, but unfortunately, we put three of our linemen on the COVID list. Yeah, um, we might be able to get them back still because I think Fisher was like a contact trace. But uh, Schwartz, uh, Rankin, and Fisher are all now on the COVID list. 
We should be getting Sammy back, uh, which should be a, a huge pickup, and then Lejarius mm-hmm. Sneed as well mm-hmm. off of injury. So I did see a tweet that they feel or they believe that it is just all contract tracing that's taking place, but it was just being in the same room as someone. Right. They don't have it. Yeah. Um, so that could be a plus. Uh, Matt, what? Uh, so we. I guess do score predictions every week, and we keep track of. I, uh, I shouldn't say hundred to zero. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it would help me out. Yeah. I'm in last place now, but uh, so we'll do the difference in each score and then add that up over yep. time. But uh, what I guess what's your score prediction? For it's going to be thirty-eight seventeen. It's going to be a big That's game. Confident. I yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love yeah. It. Agreed. Thirty-four yep. twenty-one as my score. So we're going to get up early, and then Derek Carr's going to get his little garbage time tutties to make it a. A little bit closer race. All right, I'm gonna go 41 to 27. Oh, Chiefs. Okay, I, I like think that. I think we're gonna score big on them. So I agree um, with that because I think Andy maybe towards the end of the game does something we're used to not seeing and puts the pedal to the metal because of those comments. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, Every time I've guessed in the 40s, we've never gotten close. No. So <laughs> this yeah, is the game. Right? I'm like a uh, I'm like 27 points behind. Uh, Lucas is tied for first with the guess. So uh, y'all have got the yeah, that'll do it for us this week, Matt. Thanks so much for being thanks here. Thanks for having me. Final comments or anything? Nah, man. Thanks for thanks for making time. Uh, it, it's fun to be a part of this community. Yeah, we appreciate nice. you. Um, well, again, that does it for week eleven of Talk and Chop. Whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Music, make sure to subscribe to catch our weekly episodes. We've got some great guests lined up. Had some great so great guests like Matt so far uh, here in town, and um, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. And, Um, But we'll catch you all next week. And as always, go Go Chiefs. Chiefs.